1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: So much drama in the DMV. It's kind of hard being a Commander's fan like me. P. Mitchell Finley, 1067 the fan. Phone lines are open. MGM National Harbor. Listener lines, 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. We always do credit pie after wins. And as much as we're perhaps disappointed, there are no playoffs coming. They won yesterday. And I think a lot of people probably want to talk about Sam Howell and being excited. And I don't blame you. So, let's kick it off with Mike in Fairfax. Mike. Give me a credit pie, bro.
3: Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? guys? How you
4: doing?
3: Awesome. Awesome. Hey, just uh, my analysis, after watching how I think we have our quarterback, he showed a lot of promise. As you say, he has a lot of heart. He has boxy. He can run. He's a stout guy. He can take a hit. I was shocked when he made that uh, uh what he was, what he just flew into the end zone. He took a couple of hits and they, they bounced right off of him. He's got it. I think we found our guy. I really do. I think it's very promising. Keep um, as a backup. You obviously want to keep Heineke. Get rid of Wentz, man. I think we. I think we should be on our way. Thanks, guys.
2: All right, man. Thanks for the call, Mike. Um, B, I, I wanted to ask you this because Heineke has had some success here, and if you just look at a win loss record. He's got the best record as a starter since Alex Smith, um, and prior to Alex, I think you have to go back to like Brad Johnson for the mm-hmm. best for just a winning record, let alone a good one. <laughs> Excuse me. Can you keep Heineke around, or does that impact Howell's development?
4: Uh, I don't. I think you. You. I don't know if you can if you're trying to. This is this is what I've seen. With this coaching staff, they've already told you that they don't believe – I mean, Carson – I mean, of course – that Taylor is the answer. Okay? That's what they're telling you. But they understand he, he can have some success if he's in for a period of time. But every time something goes wrong with the starter, I truly believe that it's going to be the fans that love him are going to be asking for him. And that that, that, that that causes some issues sometimes. But But ultimately – Listen, man, if you're going to move forward, you have to move forward. You know, if you think he can truly help your team, you go with it and you don't care about, you know, how it's going to be. Because if the, the starting quarterback is concerned about the guy that the people may like, I don't need him to be around anyway. I want him to go out and be worried about who you're playing against more than anything else. But maybe, just maybe, Taylor may get a better option somewhere else. He made the comment last night and very smart that, this is the only team he wants to play for. I understand that. Until somebody offers you more money than they do, then you have to start thinking about it. if they give you a better chance than they do. Then you got to think about that as well.
2: Be, have heard a lot. I, I heard Kirk Cousins say this was the only team he wanted to play for. Yeah, I didn't believe him for a second. I, I, I kind of get it with Taylor because this is the organization that really gave him a chance. And, and I also wonder, you know, what's going to happen with Scott Turner because Scott Turner more than anybody is the guy that gave Taylor a chance. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I do think, I don't even think it, I think Taylor, let's say they rolled in with Howell and Heineke next year, come July. I wouldn't hate it, one, and I think Taylor would be a really good teammate and try to help Howell develop. Like I I think they'd have a highly functional, functioning rather, Mm -hmm. quarterback room. It's
4: not Taylor I'm worried about.
2: It's fans I'm worried about.
4: (laughs) But the thing of it is this, though, man. But
2: maybe that shouldn't matter. Maybe that's stupid.
4: You you know, it's like (laughs) eventually you have to get someone and be moving forward with it, you know, because we we keep going through this same thing over and over and over again, you know, And, and I don't care who the quarterback is. Do you have everybody supporting him and everybody behind him? I'm just talking about I'm trying to support him because I need to support myself. You know what I'm saying? I need the guy. I want everything to get him better for what he does. But ultimately, whether it's this coaching staff, this ownership, or a new one, your quarterback is not just the guy that plays on your field. Your quarterback sells everything for your franchise. Your quarterback gets the ticket sales to go way up. Your quarterback gets uh, other people around to want to be partners with you. And I will be honest with you, as much Moxie as Taylor shows, I don't think he's opening all those doors like that. So when 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 you have presented him as he's a high-rated backup that could come in to help us out, but we don't believe in him, people are not buying that. But if you get somebody that rolls in and people could believe in hell, you go to the gambling commission and you say we got a quarterback because you thought Carson was that guy. How about that? You see what I'm saying? So, so what everybody <laughs> has to understand is our little feelings because we like somebody we don't like them. Or we, that has nothing to do with the overall thing when it comes to a quarterback. The quarterback is an ex- he's not a regular player. He's a extension of the ownership, the coaching staff, the guy who sells and promotes every damn thing. And you gotta find one that's that damn good to be able to get it done. I guarantee you go to Kansas City. Pat Mahomes could walk in and sign any deal he wants for the Kansas City Chiefs, because people are gonna want to be a part of Pat Mahomes. I don't know if Taylor can do that in every place in this town. Some places he can, but the big the big time ones that want to make mega dollars off it, he cannot.
2: Um. Yeah, I, I feel like, man, we, we've got a book on Taylor at this point, And he's a gutty, good dude, can help you. I don't know that he's a long-term answer. And, and I don't think we have a book on Howell yet. We don't know what he is. Mm-hmm. He, he may end up being close to Taylor. But I, I watched him last night, and, and I think a couple quarterbacks come to mind watching him. And some of them have pretty high ceilings. I, I think... I saw. I think. I think right now he kind of reminded me of a Daniel Jones. Good arm, can move. Um, you know, we're not sure about the decision making, but you know, Daniel Jones finally connected with good coaching in in New York, and I think had a pretty decent year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you want to go big picture, how good could this be? Maybe. I, I mean, what. It's hard to remember now because it's changed so dramatically. I mean, he's basically been taken over by an alien life form. But early in his career, Russell Wilson was a third rounder out of Wisconsin that had a transfer from NC State that was not really the centerpiece. He was a, a good quarterback that could move and was an accurate passer on a defense run first team. Okay, like that's Mm -hmm. go back and look at the numbers like early in his career. That's what Russ was long before anybody was talking about. Let Russ cook. uh, This is when he was still married to his high school sweetheart. This was long before, you know, Sierra and uh, all the weird suits and the avocado bubble water, whatever the hell Russ is now. Way back then, he was a, a smaller guy, but built sturdy. Not like, not like Kyler Murray or Heineke, who's a smaller guy and, and not built as sturdy. Like, Howell's a, a thick dude. He's just not that tall. Um, he's got a big arm. And if you've got a run-first defensive-minded team, maybe that's the track Howell can go on is what early Russ
4: Wilson was. I, I don't think it's that crazy. I'm with you. I just think that we, we have to – listen, we saw a game yesterday, Okay. I'm not ready to start comparing him to none of the other ones out there yet. I'm just like, we need to figure out, totally can we take this kid farther? Do we have everything in place right now? Based on, the, look, I'm, I'll, I'll decide, a, I'll, I'll discuss a sale if it ever happens. But right now, with the people in place, do we have all of the necessary assets in place to jumpstart or take him to where we need him to go? Or do we, need to, do we need to get the right people in place to be able to get the max out of what Sam Howell is? Because I like what I saw, but what I saw is not the end-all, end be-all. No, it to I need, to be, be the very I need to be able to get him to where he's capable. Of, get me to 80% of where he's capable of being in the next two to three years. Can, do we have the people in place for that? That is the answer. That's the question that I do not have a definitive answer to.
2: Get him from a six and a half to an eight, and then you got something, right? Just to go a little further with this, if you look at Russ's three, first three years in the NFL, he barely was complete. He didn't even complete 64% of his passes. He was completing like 63 and a half, never went over 3,500 yards. It, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't until his third year he threw 3,400 yards. And touchdowns, he was averaging about like 23 a season. Russ became something else, but he wasn't that early on. But Seattle was able to win early on because they had a formula. They had an elite, elite defense and ran the hell out of the football. See, that's the
4: thing about the like, That's like, possible to recreate. But with Russ passing 3,500 yards at that moment, at the time he took over, that's what the league was still doing. Only two, three people were going 5,000 yards. People were still trying to run the football. Uh, 4,000 was
2: still a, a fairly yeah, but, normal benchmark. But, but, bench but, but, one, but
4: when, when, when Russ came in, people were still trying to run the football. There were some teams that still had legitimate running backs. Beast Mode was getting a lot of damn balls. So yeah. I think like we, we can't compare today to what those people were doing. And it, it's a short period of time. But it has gotten so drastic down to where – you can't touch receivers. You can't sniff at them, or you're getting flagged. So everything has changed now to where if you can't complete, like you said, sixty-two percent or higher, you got a problem because all of the rules are predicated and to help the offense, not yeah. anybody else. But even
2: even his second year, I, just because I couldn't go back to twenty twelve, I'm, I'm I'm in thirteen. Which was his second year in the NFL. You had 10 guys go for 4,000. I'm not saying 5,000 is banana land, but like 4,000 is a pretty fair barometer. And he wasn't even sniffing that because they had something built that was working.
4: Yeah. But Uh, like the thing of it, a lot of people went 4,000, Jay, but were they playing for the playoffs? And some of them went 4,000, don't go to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean,
2: we're looking 10 years back, but the top of the list, Peyton and Breeze certainly. You had Ryan Rivers, Brady. Um, I mean, this is wild. You had Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer. It feels like we're like reading an encyclopedia. <laughs> um, so I, I, I want to take. A, we're gonna hit calls this whole hour, so don't worry if you're on the phones. We're coming to you. I'm gonna go to my guy Drew in Columbia. I assume this is our guy Drew Cohen in Columbia. But before I do it, B Mitch. I'm going to confess something. Right. Um. Remember, I had high hopes that I was gonna hit the parking lots and hit a bunch of tailgates. And yeah, when uh, I called
4: you yesterday, I knew you weren't doing that.
2: Well, that's correct. Um, You said last week, you're like, man, you're not going to do that. You're going to lose track of time and be running late. And um, sure enough, I kind of lost track of time. It was also my little girl's fourth birthday, so I tried to spend more time at home in the morning. Um, But I, I planned on going to my guy Drew's tailgate. I obviously didn't make it to Drew's tailgate. So, Drew, thank you for the invite. The pictures of the Tomahawk steaks looked incredibly appealing. And sorry I didn't make it there. What up? What's your credit pie, dude?
5: Um, so, well, we would have loved to see you, JP, and the stakes were awesome. So, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my credit pie, first of all, 50% goes to all the players on Washington that played yesterday, right? Because there was a lot of reason to not bring it. And, and except for Sly, they had good plays on both <laughs> sides of the ball and special teams. So, you know, that, I, I was really, I was happy to see that, um, and, and it made it, made it a good day. Uh, the second thing is how, um i'm not ready to anoint them yet as you know the future starter of the team but i was optimistic he had wheels on that touchdown run that were better than we've seen on any quarterback this year and his gun to that mclaurin 60 yards in the air was a better you know throw than we've seen so there's a lot of potential upside you know he's still a young guy we've got to see how it goes the more i saw him play the more upset i was he wasn't playing the week before but um We'll come back to that, I'm sure, in another segment. I'd also like to give uh, 10% to you guys for making the team, you know, exciting and, and 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 kind of everything you've done all year. It was a roller coaster. There were bad points at the beginning. There was high points in the middle, and we're back to reality now. But uh, but it's always fun. And then one point, I I I, uh, I I would be remiss if I didn't point this out. But since you guys were talking about Heineke and Howell and whatnot. Back in week six, I don't know if you remember this, I called in and said, we know what we got in Heineke. Well, before we put him in on game, on game seven, said, there's 11 games left. Heineke will get you six of them. But six and five is the best he can do, and that's not good enough. I'm not saying they should have put – and I would have loved to see how early. And when this team makes decisions, it's great to know what, what can work, but you don't often know that. But you can know what – can't work. And Heineke, as much as he's a fan favorite, is a backup. I would love to see him as the backup on this team. And if whoever starts can't deal with a backup that the fans like, then he's not your starter. I kind of agree with Beamich on that. But, um, but we need to go find a starter. And someone else's retreads is not the way to go. So, you know, whether it's Howell, whether there's another draft pick this year, whether it's a, a good open competition's good, I don't want to see Heineke as the starter, and I knew that back in week seven. But uh, but thanks for a great year. That's that's what I got to say. Hi, right,
2: bro. Thank you,
5: Drew. Appreciate it, man. Um, Drew, uh,
2: maybe Drew could come tailgate in the office for us again. We're not, he's not tailgating for the playoffs, so, so we're available, Drew. Um, shout out to tailgate Ted, who I saw after the game that I wanted to go hit his tailgate um a bunch of folks in that red zone lot i wanted to hit i just i lost track of time i was hanging out with my little girl i apologize um i I think drew's right there that that heineke's not the answer going forward i I, there should be a space in this organization for taylor i just b you ever know anybody that dates somebody for a while and then moves on and, and has a new girlfriend but they're still like really close friends with their old girlfriend
4: Uh, the new relationship never works when that happens. It's just hard to do. (laughs) Maybe it can work, but it's hard to do. Sometimes you got to cut ties and keep moving.
2: Sometimes you got to cut ties and keep it moving. Um, Now, listen, I don't know. There's quite a a controversy when it comes to tellies in the Washington, D.C. sports radio community. So I don't know which telly we have online for, but damn it, I'm willing to find out. Hello, telly. Give me
3: your credit pie. The Redskins, B-Mix, JT. It was the B mix, JP, was man. Yeah, bro. What's happening? What up, man? Hey, look, man. Um, so I, I'm I'm going slightly disagree. I I, I believe, um, t- Taylor it, it has has the capabilities of being a starter quarterback in this league. Um, I am I I am happy with what I saw, but um, I have to preface that game. I've been wanting to see that game plan since Philly. That, that game plan was very quarterback friendly, and I appreciate that, that and I, we would won we would have won those Giants games if if they had that same game plan and, and when I speak on the game plan, I'm talking about the quarterback on the center and run, and running heavy and uh, off of player action that was awesome. I think um the rookie has, to, has has the skills to be a start in this league as well. I don't see anything wrong with bringing them both back and having a true I mean a true quarterback compet- competition and, and drafting a rookie. So you already have your vet in Heineken. So if the rookie does win out, he starts from day one. You have your vet, and you draft another rookie in the weights. Hell, to the Redskins, man. Y'all be easy.
4: All right, man.
3: Telly, thank you for the call.
2: I'm not saying I agree. Um, but I, I'm not – if we get to July and the plan is Heineken versus how wide open competition – I'm not sure I'm mad about it. I, I just look at it like this, Jay.
4: When I start a season, my goal is to go to the playoffs, okay? And, and I want to get to the playoffs and, and make noise. If you feel that a guy can get you 10 wins and move forward, you go with it. But it's obvious many people don't believe that they can get 10 with one guy who brought him, what, five victories, I think it was? I don't think many people feel that he can get them 10. And I think that's the ultimate thing. The problem with so many sports fans, we are so hell-bent on fighting for those we like. Stop, just take the person out of it and look at the production. And then that will begin to help you make your decision. Listen, I like Taylor too. But I'm smart enough that when I look at things, I understand that he's limited and he takes you to a certain point. And I think when you are thinking about getting to the promised land, you want somebody who have a little extra with that. Because I'm going to tell you, when I saw that ball f- fire, uh what you call him hand down the sideline, I've seen Taylor throw some of them balls too. Not like that one, though.
2: Kids got z- – I mean, B, I-, I think we talked about it on pregame or maybe we were in a commercial and I just said it to you. Watching him warm up, he had – like, you know when the the guys with a serious cannon can just flick the wrist and it goes? hmm He has that. Like, the the arm is real, dude. Um, the, the arm is real, and we don't know what else is going to happen. Um, perhaps he needs a haircut. I don't know how he feels about that, but the arm is very real with Sal. Hey, Same man, how.
4: keep the hair. As long as you're balling, that's all we care about.
2: <laughs> we'll be right back. We're going to keep these phones going. Don't go anywhere. It's be Mitchell Finley.
4: Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. NFL Wild Card Weekend is here, and the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers join the day to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code Brian. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. Listen, it's so much fun to watch the playoffs, and even if your team is not in it, you can go out there and you'll having even more fun with FanDuel. Listen, you don't have to be a betting pro to win. Go out there, FanDuel give you all types of options to give you a chance to win you a lot of money. All on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code BRIAN. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official Sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia, first online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable free bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem?
0: Call one eight hundred. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Be Mitch Finley, 1067 The Fan. Talking Sam Howell, talking this Commander season, talking an impressive win against the Cowboys on Sunday. Trying to make sense of it all. A year that had real promise that ends the same way they've all ended since 2006 without a playoff win. And this is without even a playoff appearance. Uh, Let's hit these phones. Let's go to my man Bones in Southeast. Bones, what up, dude?
6: What up, Bones? Hey, what's going on, JP? What's going on, my main man, B. Mitch? What's up, brother? Man, you know, man, uh, uh... you know, we we won that game yesterday, man, and I was so uh, uh, proud of my team for winning that game, man, cuz you know that was my birthday, right? All
0: right. And you know, birthday.
6: right now, you know, I'm not too feeling, I'm not feeling too bad about the results of the whole season, man, because you know, it gave me an opportunity to shut these cowboy fans out, uh, uh shut their mouth up around here that's running around in this city, you know. And you know, right now, uh you know we're gonna win the off season, man, because we always look good in the off season, right? <laughs> you know, and you know, I hear people making a lot of suggestions and stuff like that, but I think, man, you know we need to just marinate until we can get this team sold and bring a new owner up in here, you know what I mean, uh work with uh Heineke and Sam Howe, and if we can find something in the draft late on in the later rounds, address that, you know, get something right. But mainly, man, I want to focus on a guard, a tackle, two linebackers, man, and some supporting defensive backs, man. You know, we don't need to bring in no uh, 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 another one of these uh, 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 free agent or tr- uh, retread quarterbacks, man, coming from another organization, and we giving them a bag, and then they don't perform. You know, because, you know, for, for years, man, since Deion Sanders, man, team uh, – uh, players have been coming here when this Dan Snyder got here because they knew they can get a bag out of him, man. And, you know, that's what they've been doing, man. Oh, look, are we, I can wait around for, you know, wait for Watson. I can get a bag out of Dan Snyder. And, man, we got to stop that, man. I'm willing to, man, just hold still with what we got, patch up some holes, you understand, get the players healthy, man, and let's move on with the beginning of the next season, man, and then after that, man, see what materializes. Hey, man, I love you guys, man. I got to call this station more often, man. Thanks for taking my call, man. Thanks, right, Bones. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks,
2: Bones. Call anytime, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what – it's a good call. I, I think a lot of fans don't know what the heck to expect, and I think so much of it stems with the ownership. I, 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 I mean this sincerely. I don't – if there's no major changes over the next few days – I think it bodes really well that Dan is going to sell this team, and, and I can explain why. I think if if Dan is looking to sell, he's probably not looking to make wholesale <laughs> changes that could impact the sale, or could at least impact his bottom line. And because of the current structure, the coach-centric structure, Ron Rivera is the boss of the coaching side and the front office. So if you're going to I don't I'm not expecting this to happen. let me be crystal clear. I'm not even sure it should happen. but if you're gonna get rid of Ron, you've got to pretty much blow out both sides of the building, front office and coaching staff. And you gotta here's the thing, and this is perhaps unfair to players, but coaching and front office contracts, those are guaranteed. you you get the full life of those contracts paid out. So to blow everybody out for Dan, I mean, just Ron's got two years left at probably seven, eight mil.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I mean, so you're at fourteen just to get rid of the boss. Then you got to get rid of everybody else. You know how many people you're talking about? Assistants. You know, there's like eight people in the front office with a senior title. Let's say they're all, they're all making. I, I mean, I'd be. I think the numbers. If you had to blow everybody out, I think you're talking thirty mil, maybe more.
3: Right. I, I think, just don't see it happen. I think
4: it's more than that. Say it's 40. Say it's 50. I don't see it happening. I just heard like a $8 million salary for one person. So that's three more years. That's 24 right there.
2: I, I, right. Like, I, I mean, it's – uh. so I, I don't see it happening. And, and for fans that are upset and maybe want to see big changes, if you don't see something in the next 48, 72 hours, keep this in mind. That could mean the biggest change is, is coming. So – Try to have perspective on that. Now, I don't believe if, if, if let's say they make a change of coordinator, and, and I don't think they're going to get rid of Jack. I don't think Jack's going to retire or anything. Although Dean Pease did just announce his retirement down in Atlanta. Pease is also 70. I don't, I don't want to say a guy's 75, but he's got to be in his 70s. Yeah, he's 73. Um, so I, I'm not stunned that maybe he wants to hang it up jack del rio is probably only in his 50s i don't see him hanging anything
4: up no um
2: jack that might be right at 60 he is 59 right he'll be he'll be 60 in april um but I, i i i don't think he's going anywhere scott turner maybe but dude Getting rid of Scott Turner. Now, granted, he just got a new deal, like you said, B. Actually, I, I want to talk a little bit about that, just the evaluation process. So you just give Turner an extension this past offseason, and now it appears he might be your sacrificial lamb for a year where you don't get into the playoffs? Is that – if something does happen with Scott, is it because of his performance or is it because something has to happen and that's the easiest thing to do? The latter. You think it's gonna happen?
4: Do I think it's gonna happen? That's something I don't know. Every time I think something was gonna happen, it never do. So it's like I didn't. I find out people don't think like I think. So,
2: um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I don't know that Scott had a great year. I think the Giants game and the Browns game were particularly tough. Um, I think. Getting away from the run in the second half of the Giants' home game on Sunday Night Football was a really, really poor decision-making. I also think with the offensive line they assembled and then whoever made the decision to go back to Carson, I think that was a big part of the struggles offensively. Um, and, 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 And then kind of continuing on that thread, B., Whoever decided Sam Howell wasn't going to be ready, perhaps they just didn't know. And and there's kind of some of that catch-22 that we experienced with the Chase Young stuff that he, could, he, he wasn't confident enough in his leg to go play, but you can't get your confidence back until you get out on the field.
4: And play, right? yeah.
2: So for Howell, it's a little bit of, we're not sure he's ready, but you're never going to know he's ready until he plays. Hmm. The evaluating process and, and, and the one thing I've talked about repeatedly is the roster construction and the evaluation process. Like one reason I don't really want to go target an, perhaps another quarterback this offseason is it's the same You know when like a <laughs> when they're talking about movies like From the Director that made Terminator two and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, comes Gladiator, mm-hmm. right? Whoever's going to make this quarterback decision, is the same people that signed Ryan Fitzpatrick and traded for Carson Wentz.
4: Exactly.
2: Like I, I'm not sure I want to invest a lot of resources in this quarterback evaluation process because those guys stunk, and, and and the lies we all told ourselves about Ryan Fitzpatrick are, are just maddening. And and I was never in on that. Um, perhaps I lied to myself on Carson Wentz and tried to talk myself into it, uh, but. We want these guys identifying another veteran? No. Play the rookie. Or I guess it will be a second-year guy. Hmm. Like, I, I, I just – is it damning to you in a way that Howell looked – at least – if you don't want to get carried away by the performance, I understand. He at least looked competent. He <laughs> at least looked ready for the moment.
4: Um, and see, that's the thing about it. Like The, the, the question I ask people, and I would want to ask anybody that was talking about he wouldn't be ready, is what did you expect from a first-year guy? For, it's, what, what do you really expect from, listen, Peyton Manning in his first game wasn't great. His first year wasn't great, but he's a Hall of Famer. So when we get a guy who's drafted in the fifth round, and people like to always go to the – or he was drafted in the fifth round, yeah. But you know what? If he had come out one, more, one year earlier, he'd be drafted in the first round. And people have said that. So If all- he had that performance yesterday, and let's just say he was a second rounder, people would be ecstatic. Yeah, but the thing of it is, what, what were they expecting? when, you, when Anybody, and, and, and you can answer the question. You can answer it in your own little uh, whatever. I asked the question. Whoever said he wasn't ready, what the hell were you expecting a first-year guy in his first start to really do? you want him to go out and pass for 300 yards, okay, and and, then do everything perfectly, then if that's the case, then I don't think anybody has, has ever been ready for a game of football. But the fact that what he did yesterday showed me that he was as ready as any of our other quarterbacks that played this year.
2: Got this tweet from Kissel. Kissel says, Howell didn't puke all over himself. He didn't look lost out there. Dallas played like crap and made it easier on him didn't squander the opportunity away. He made me want to see more. I agree with that completely. I even think that's I don't know I think if Dallas play about, like crap
4: defensively. They play like crap offensively. Yeah, I, I think I, they the offense made but, their plays against Dallas defense. Howell
2: got in in some pretty advantageous situations early on.
4: Yeah. I'd say, yeah, and I think you when know, you look at uh what's called left the game, Parsons left the game on a I mean, he got he came over and tried to hit what's called real hard got in an awkward position, and then he got a little banged up himself.
2: Let's do this. Foot lines are packed. We're going to keep it going all damn day. We're all in it together. The season is over. We're trying to make sense of And it is a it Victory all. Monday, people. It is a Victory Monday, yeah. people. <laughs> It is a victory Monday. But B, I mean, that's kind of the thing we're trying to figure out here. It's a victory Monday, but it's bittersweet as hell because you whooped the Cowboys at home. That feels incredibly good, but it makes you wonder what might have been. And mm-hmm. it, you just it, – it, it's it, – it, you can't have one without the other this morning. And, and I wish I was just serving up Cowboy whooping pie, but you also got to serve up what the hell, dude, and, and those two emotions – Conflict. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. B. My guy Teddy on Twitter has a theory for you. Is there what? My guy Teddy on Twitter has a theory for you. Teddy E. What's that? Teddy E. writes I think they said Howell wasn't ready because they didn't want to admit that they were wrong about signing Wentz. But Howell gives hope that the future looks a little brighter. Okay. Going back to Wentz, week 17 is one of the zanier decisions that's been made here at the quarterback position, in, in, in really in some time. Um, we're going to keep these phones going. How about my guy Pat in Spotsylvania? Pat! What up, Pat? Talk to me, Goose.
7: Hey, happy Victory Monday, guys. Um, I was going to give kind of just a credit pie for the season. Um, you know, I think all the talk about Jack Darrio, I think he deserves like 30% of it. I mean, our, our defense really balled out. Uh, for a lot of the year. And, um you know, Jamin Davis turned a corner. I think Cole Holcomb, before he got hurt, was doing well. And some of the guys that came off that played yesterday, I mean, Danny Johnson, like they they have guys ready to play on defense. So that's a bright spot. Chase looked good. Um, I will say that when it comes to the offense, I don't know if, JP, you have stats on this, but where have we been ranked with Scott Turner, man? I mean, he, he deserves maybe 5% of the credit pie. I mean, Our offense is really bad at making adjustments. I don't know if you guys remember on that third and one yesterday, we tried to run it on the outside. I think it was third quarter, if you know what I'm talking about. But it was just the decision-making and the adjustments on offense is just really bad. Hmm. Um, So I think 10% maybe goes to him. And then I think really uh, the quarterback play between for Heineke, I mean – he really gave us the spark in the middle of the season. So I, I really give him, I don't know if this adds up, but about 60%. I mean, he got the offense going, um, that spark he provided. And, you know, I think the rest of it, you know, can kind of go to Ron maybe. I, I don't know. I think he made some stupid decisions. But all in all, I, I do respect that our team was ready to go ahead and play yesterday and, uh, you know, kick Dallas's teeth. And that was pretty cool to watch. Um, but I think next season going into it, last thing I'll say is, uh, I like Carr, but to be honest, guys, I'm done with that carousel. We Most of the other teams in the league, they're beefing up their rosters, and we're not like a quarterback away, right? You know, I don't think getting Derek Carr means we're going to win anything else. We weren't a quarterback away this past year, and that's pretty clear. So we need to beef up the roster and make sure we're, we're going into next season, even if we don't do well at the quarterback position. At least we got pieces around to build off of. So that's my take. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys.
2: Man, I, you I mean, know – I It's a good call for sure. Um, I think we don't know if they're a quarterback away because they didn't get the right quarterback. I mean, maybe there's a quarterback out there that shows up and everything looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Turner, I, I got the numbers here. The uh, final offensive rankings for the year, they were 20th in yards gained, 12th in rush yards, 21st in pass yards. Um, I... I don't know if those are enough to condemn, Scott. I I think there were times where he he got away from what this team does best. Um, I I think the second half of the Giants game is is a a really, really tough one to look at, the the home Giants game where you really needed a win. Um, They were 24th in points scored. Points, I feel like, are a little bit, flukier of a stat than yards like it's kind of a process results discussion because if you're if you're getting a lot of yards means that you're generally creating good offense and the points may or may not come some of that can be like field position dependent but at the same time points are what matter Mm -hmm. Um, they haven't been good at that if you you look at it year over year um, there has been improvement offensively 22 they finished uh, 20 20th in yards gained in 21, they finished 21st in yards gained. And Scott's first year in 2020, I mean, that, that offense was a disaster. They were 30th. Um, but if you remember, the team they had that year was just a zoo. Go back to 19, before Scott got here, they were 31st in the NFL mm-hmm. in yards gained. So, offense been bad for a while. Um, you know, be we had the... The, the stat or, or the graphic yesterday on the pregame show, um, at least three quarterbacks have started get games for this team for – Every year. Bro, I mean, for five seasons, 22, <laughs> 21, 20, 19, 18. For five seasons, at least three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have very good offense. You're just not. Like, <laughs> it's hard to find a good starting quarterback. It's hard to find. Maybe 10 teams in the league have a legit good starting quarterback. So then it's going to be even harder to find a good backup quarterback, and then it's damn sure going to be almost impossible to find a good third or fourth-string quarterback. Yeah. So, listen, if you're mad at Scott, be mad at Scott. He's given you reason to do so. But I think this year the O line and the quarterback play was not good. But at the same time, they're all – part of the group that picks the O-line in the
4: corner. There quarterback you play. go. See that? And so I it's, think it we, goes full circle. We talk about all the different positions, but you know what? The ultimate blame goes back to who, who was picked. And a lot of people that were picked, I think they could have got somebody else. I think this year it shouldn't should not be about just, oh, comfortable and familiarity. It needs to be about who can really play. That right there, that little idea will help out a lot.
2: You keep – oh, boy. Cliff Kingsbury fired in Arizona.
4: Did he just rework it, get a new deal? Sure did. See, so we, like, the thing about it is these owners make so much money. When it comes to paying somebody $20, 30000000 million, it's a lot of money to us. Nothing to them. You really, if you if you really are caring about trying to win and get things right, bye bye. Right, because he just he and Kyler both were re up this year. Now Kyler makes what almost forty some a year. He's not going anywhere right now.
2: It's a lot easier to fire him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot easier to fire the coach, man.
4: Oh yeah. I <laughs> –
2: I'm curious, Brian, in a five-year stretch, if any team has started at least three quarterbacks in five straight years.
4: I don't know many people that have.
2: I mean, that's crazy.
4: it's yeah.
2: crazy. Quick break from us. When we come back, we're keeping the phone lines going all day. It's your day. It's our day. They beat the hell out of the Cowboys. That's awesome. They're out of the playoffs again. That sucks. How do we make sense of it?